Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The Bucks game is over. And now it's time for the longest running Pro Hoops post game show in Milwaukee. Here from the players. The most important thing we trust one another. What happened, we trust one another, and uh, that's why we came up with uh, the win. The head coach. And that's when we're at our best. You know, Giannis is great about attacking, and then when teams teammates are open, he shares it and they make shots. And the fans. It feels good to get the monkey off the back, honestly. We've been waiting so many years for this to actually finally happen. And honestly, I, I can't remember a more likable Bucks team than the one we have right here. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo Screamin' Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Now, here's Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome in, Bucks. Even up the series against the Boston Celtics. 123 to 102. DJ Mitch over there on the controls. <laughs> Got a little jumpy there. <laughs> DJ Mitch Ross. He's not the mayor tonight. He's the DJ trying to make this all work. And uh, he's trying to fire up celebration for everybody. Do a little chair dance. This Bucks game's been over for about, I don't know, the last eight minutes of game time or so. Bucks get the win 123 102 over the Boston Celtics. And my, oh my. How things change from one game to the next. Those of you that said, hey, Spark, settle down. It's just one game. The Bucks will be fine. Don't worry. You're right. You're right. I was wrong. You were right. There. I said it. But let's go over what happened, though, before I start giving everybody too much love. First thing that happened was Miritich got the start tonight. I believe we talked about this on the last postgame show. Yeah, I'm sure it came up. Okay. And baby Tausch was harping on it ever since I brought it up on the big show and continued to bring it up, and we brought it up again today. And then Sterling Brown was a game-time decision, so we said, okay, well, maybe Miritich will get the start because of Sterling Brown, maybe not being able to play or whatever. Sterling Brown did play, but they still made the change. So there goes the adjustments thing that he said out the window. So Budenholzer, that is. So Miritich gets the start. And I'm going, okay, here we go. Hit a couple threes, Nico, and I'm looking like a swami. Foul, foul, yep. miss, miss, see ya, go sit down. And I was like, holy crap, this is not what I wanted for a start. This is not what we wanted. Giannis in the first half looked like Giannis in the entire last game. That's what he looked like. He was having problems finishing around the rim. He was getting the free throw line a bunch, and he was making his free throws. So that was good, right? Giannis was making free throws. That was good. They won this game tonight because of Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe. That's why they won this game tonight, folks. I'm not going to say it any other way. We said earlier on the big show, yeah, it's going to get you 25 or 30. He's not going to probably go for 50 against the Celtics team, but he'll get you 25 or 30. He had a 15-point third quarter. He had 14 for the rest of the game. 
So we had a big 15-point third quarter. When the Bucs, they found that switch that the Celtics pulled out last game. Boop, turned it on there, started the third quarter, and whoop, see ya, 39-18 third quarter. Bucks over the Celtics. Chris Middleton made himself a bunch of money tonight. A bunch of money tonight. On the heels of the report coming from Mark Stein earlier today that the Mavericks are interested in getting Kemba or Chris Middleton, which I thought we already knew this information already, but it came out again today. 29 points, 10 boards, 4 assists, 2 steals for Giannis. Middleton, 28 points, 7 boards. He was 7 of 10 from 3. 7 of 10. Eric Bledsoe gets off to a little bit of a slow start. Decides, I'm going to kick it up a notch. Finally. Get some 12 shot attempts. What did I say? 12 to 15, something like that, I think I said in the last postgame show. Gets 12 shot attempts. 3 of 5 from 3. 4 of 4 from the line. 21 points, 5 assists, 3 boards, 2 blocks. That's it. That's it. Case closed. Middleton and Bledsoe played very, very well. Middleton especially. That's why you win the game. Giannis, and when you look at the final box, says, oh, boy, man, what a great game. In reality, he had a great quarter, right? He had a great third quarter, 15 points there in the third. First half, he I, didn't look much different to me in the first half than he, what he did in the last game. This is what I want to know. We got to go inside the box score. The Bucks get the win. Now they got to go to Boston on Friday night. But in this game here tonight, oh, before I forget, those of you that wanted to bash on the Bucks crowd the last game when they were getting their butts handed to them in the second half because they weren't cheering loud enough for you and they weren't standing the whole game, shut it. Tonight, they were in the game the whole game. The Bucks were, right? It was close the whole game. They were pulling away in the second half. Oh, look, the crowd was in it the whole game. First half, it was nip and tuck. They were never quiet. They were in it the whole first half, the Bucks crowd. Want to know why? Because it was a close game. So they were with them. Then they get up, they were with them. They were even making mention on the broadcast of how loud the Bucks fans were tonight. You can tell me whatever you want about any other fan base. I'm sorry, you're getting blown out by 20. Most fan bases, maybe you can find me one. Most fan bases are sitting down and watching and hoping that something gets going to get them triggered. Most fan bases aren't standing down 20 in the fourth quarter. Normally doesn't happen. That Bucks fan base tonight at that arena was outstanding. A plus. I have no issues with you whatsoever. I had no issues with you last game because I totally understood it. So I wanted to get that out. My question is this. What surprised you most in the Bucks game tonight? What surprised you most? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 105.7 FM. The Fan Mayor Mitch. Let's go inside the box. How did tonight's game add up? Let's go inside the box score. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and commercial audio video. Simply done right. ABCAudioVideo.com. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. All right, 123-102, Bucks over the Celtics. Nico Miritich, 25 minutes, 3 of 10 from the floor, 1 of 5 from 3, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 9 points, 9 boards, 2 assists, 3 steals, and 1 block shot. 
Giannis, 31 minutes, 7 of 16 from the floor, 2 of 4 from three-point range, 13 of 18 from the free-throw line, 29 points, 10 boards, 4 assists, 2 steals, a block, a turnover for Giannis tonight, highlighted by that 15-point third quarter. Chris Middleton, 33 minutes, 10 of 18 from the floor, 7 of 10 from three-point range, 1 of 1 from the free-throw line, 28 points, 7 boards, 1 assist, and 1 turnover. Brooke Lopez, 24 minutes, 3 of 10 from the floor, 3 of 8 from 3, 1 of 2 from the line, 10 points, 4 boards, 1 assist for Brooke Lopez. Eric Bledsoe, 26 minutes, 7 of 12 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3-point range, 4 of 4 from the line, 21 points, 5 assists, 3 boards, 2 blocks, and 4 turnovers. Off the bench tonight, 25 minutes by George Hill, 3 of 6 from the floor, 2 of 4 from 3-point range, 2 of 2 from the line, 10 points, one board, one assist for George Hill. 30 minutes for Pat Connaughton, two of four from the floor, one of three from three, five points, but he had 11 rebounds, did Pat Connaughton, helping the Bucs win the rebound advantage tonight. Three assists and one turnover for Pat Connaughton. 18 minutes for Ursan Ilyasova, one of four, zero of one from three, and then a couple of nice charge calls as well, two of two from the free throw line, four points, four boards, two assists, one steal, or Ursan Ilyasova. 13 minutes for Sterling Brown, 0 of 3 from 3-point range, so no points for him. Two boards, one assist, one turnover off the bench for Sterling Brown. Junk time minutes, 5 minutes for Tony Snell. He was 1 of 1 from 3 for 3 points. Uh, Timmy Frazier, 1 of 2, 0 of 1 from 3, 1 board, 1 assist, 1 turnover, and 2 points. DJ Wilson, 5 minutes, 1 of 3 from the floor, 0 of 2 from 3, 2 points, 2 boards, 1 assist, 2 turnovers. Bucks win 123 to 102. 43.8% from the floor for the Bucks, 39.5% for Boston. The Bucks make 23 point shots tonight. 20 of them. 20 of 47 from three point range, 42.6%. Boston 10 of 28 for 35.7. Free throws 25 of 31 for Milwaukee, 24 of 27 for Boston. Boston got to the free throw line much more tonight. 54 rebounds to 45 rebounds. Bucks over the Celtics. That's much more like what you're expecting, I think, as a Bucks fan. 11 turnovers for the Bucks, just 13 for the Boston Celtics. And the final score, 123-102. Bucks over Boston. Game number three is Friday night. Game four will be Monday night. So no Saturday game, no Sunday game uh, for the Bucks, which means no noon starts for the Bucks this weekend, which should make all Bucks fans very, very happy. Mayor Mitch, we have some phone calls. Yes, we do. We have some happy Bucks fans. Let's go. On the line. Let's first start with Trell on the north side. You're up first on the Pick and Save Milwaukee Probes postgame show. Trell, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing, Sparky? Come on, man. Where's a woo? Where's all that? Come on, uh, man. Sparky, Sparky, it was a great win, but I was at the first game, and that was a very disappointing loss. I expected them to come back and respond like they've been doing all year. But now <clears throat> my focus is on getting the first game in Boston. I think if the Bucks can play their game and steal the first game at Boston, it puts all of the pressure on Boston. And that's going to allow the Bucks to play even more uh, like the team they are. Um, my thing was that I thought Giannis had a better game this game because he was relentless. He kept pushing it even though I think – I think he, I think they kind of, uh, he got frustrated last game, the first game, and um, just kept trying to barrel in. But this time he was doing it at different angles, and they were fouling him. Like they're going to do, they're going to continue to foul him. 
But Chris Middleton was a big reason, like I said before. When they're focused on Giannis and they're holding their defense, three people in Wall and Giannis off, Chris Middleton is supposed to be our second-best player. He has to score the basketball, and I think he did an excellent job tonight. That's what I was asking for. He looked like the Chris Middleton from the playoffs last year, the way he was stroking the ball. We need that right now. But the game was won, Sparky, in the third quarter when Giannis scored that 15 points because this team feeds off of him. And that run that he went on when he scored 15 that third, you start seeing threes because of his driving. Threes all over the place. This guy was hitting, and the Bucks went on a 28 to four run or something like that. That's that's called the switch, which they use. They normally do in the third quarter. And he didn't. He I don't even know why Budenholzer put him back in the fourth quarter. They Thank you. About 30 points. Agreed. I don't understand why he did that, but he's been doing that all year too. So I will give him that point. But the last thing I would say, Spark, I know it's more calling. I agree with the TNT cast when they said that Giannis is having to work too hard. That's now, what Gary Ellerson has been saying that forever on the big show. He, he is working too hard. And I think – I know Budenholzer is all – we're going to play our game, and I understand that. Great kudos to him sticking to his guns, and his team responded. But he's going to have to do some, 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 some similar plays like pick and roll off the elbow to free throw so they can't crowd on Giannis like that. He's going to have to get him more touches in the post so Giannis can have freer range and, and be freer to um, score easier baskets. Right now, every time he drives to the basket, they're pretty much holding his waist down, pushing him below so he can't get a jump. Anytime he gets separation from somebody, you see what happens. He dunks or he lays the ball up. But other than that, they're going to stop him from, from proceeding going into the rim. And a lot of times they're not going to call a foul. So that's, what, that's the tough part about it. But Budenholzer has to help him out. He had to help him out a little more. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And that was my one thing that we've been talking about. Thanks for the call. We talked about this. And I heard Vin Baker last night in Milwaukee Basketball Hour pretty much say when asked about making adjustments to help Giannis, well, Giannis is going to have to figure it out. You know, he, he's going to be the MVP and blah, blah, blah. And he'll figure it out. And we're going to do what we do. I was just, besides myself, I was sitting here in the studio going, I'm so glad I'm not hosting this show tonight. I'm so glad I'm not down there because I would have lost my mind with that. And then Eric Name came on and said pretty much the same thing that Baker said, and I started screaming at Eric Name on the big show today when he said it. Because I'm sorry, and Eric Name can disagree with me, and Gary can disagree with me, Ellerson, and that's fine. But I'm going to continue to say what I've been saying, and that is you are not going to win this series if Bledsoe and Middleton don't play well. I just you're just not going to. You don't have enough outside of those two that you can consistently go to. You don't. When Middleton and Bledsoe play well to go along with whatever Giannis does, now you are a big time problem for people because now Miritich can be that role guy that fills in, right? Brooke Lopez can be that role guy that fills in, and then whatever you get off of the bench from Connaughton, Sterling Brown, whatever that is, great. But the key is. I'm going to continue to say it regardless of what everybody else tells me. Middleton and Bledsoe must play. Not Middleton. To ask Middleton to go 7-10 from 3 for the rest of the series is stupid. I mean, that's just not going to happen. But they both have to stay aggressive and play well. Mitch, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It was nice to see Eric Bledsoe come back. I said that at the end of the postgame show on Sunday. He's got to be a guy that is aggressive. And he can get to the basket every time, I think, on this on this Celtic. I mean, not every single time, but that's all day pretty much with, with Bledsoe. And there were a couple of times, you know, he missed a couple layups in there, but, you know, I'm not going to hold it against him. He, he was good overall, and uh, obviously he was huge. And Chris Middleton then, again, 
dude got paid tonight. I mean, I I think. You know, oh, I yes, mean, he's, he did. I was thrilled with his performance. I, I have to give it to him. And he kept the Bucks. I mean, where would they be in that first half without Middleton? I said it to you right before the postgame show. Yep. I mean, they made 11 threes in the first half and were up by four. And that, that's exactly and, and it. And it didn't even feel like a lead. And, and I, I almost had a moment there where I... <laughs> I, I tweeted just, this, it. This season's over. I it? tweeted it out at halftime. I said, "Hey, Bucks are up, but do you think they can say this high from three? And do they need to?" And the third quarter came, and they were unconscious. They were just unconscious in the third quarter, hitting everything they attempt. True, and not only that, but again, the switch that we talked about, which I say comes on the, on the defensive end. You could see towards the end of the third quarter when they had the Celtics pretty much on the ropes. You could see the Bucks just flying around like it yep. was, you know, no it, was like, it was like looking into a microscope and you're seeing all the germs fly. It was just active like, hands getting deflections and creating. Turnovers. I mean, Tatum's got the ball. He doesn't know what to do with it. He throws it out of bounds. He, now that now this isn't my surprise, but that to me, that's kind of surprising. That's, now, that's two bad games in a row for Jason Tatum. And you yeah. expect him to be a viable threat for them. And he hasn't done anything in two games. All right. Back to the phones. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 105.7 FM. The fan. Tim and Fredonia, you're up next on the fan. What's up, Tim? Gentlemen, what's going on? What's up? Come on, Tim. What's up, man? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. All right. All right. No, I just want to say, I mean, we say in the morning, my phone sucks. But anyway, hey, guys, I was was there tonight. You're exactly right. It was the the third quarter when they flipped the switch defensively. This Bucs team, their defense always creates their offense. They're a better running team, you know, than than half court because it's all one-on-one set of pick and shoot a three. Spark at one time, weren't they? I think Boston scored 29 points in the second half with like five minutes to go in the game. Is that correct? 29 points total in the second half. So their defense was the key to their offense. They got to steal one Friday night, and Terrell was exactly right. If they can get this one Friday, then they're playing with house money. Well, then you the Bucks, go- then the Bucks are back to having home court advantage again. Yeah, now they've got to go steal one in Boston. Thanks for the call, Tim. I yeah, I totally agree. They have to steal one in Boston. All right. How about uh, doing the uh, Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza play of the game? You know you can do that. Giannis Antetokounmpo. You're listening to the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. <laughs> what play had you screaming? Brought to you by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Premium Frozen Products and Craft Pizzas. All right, Mayor Mitch, what do you think, uh, courtesy of TNT? Screaming Sicilian frozen pizza play of the game. I'm going to have to go with the Giannis Dettacumbo three-pointer in the third quarter. Put him up 89-73. Really put the game kind of busting it wide open there. That was his second three? His second three, pretty much in almost as many trips. He was hitting threes again today in the second half. And playing hard, Kyrie getting the extra ball. With a little shoulder shake right there, Mark. He knows the scouting report on him to let him shoot the three. He's two for four. That was what surprised me in the basketball game tonight. You're doing a shoulder shake and you hit a three? You hit you you shot like two <laughs> air balls on threes in the first half. 
I mean, that's like saying, you know, Michael Jordan does the shoulder uh, shrug going down after he hit however many threes in that game. What are you, man? Lord. You know what? Giannis, I get the swag, right? Like, okay, fine. But uh, shoulder shake? I, I don't know, man. Some of that uh, American swag from Giannis. Uh, yeah, right. I'm not going to be hey, that guy. I'm all right with it. I mean, he never does anything no, like that. So I, No, I'm fine with it. I'm just that surprised the hell out of me. Like, Just don't poke the bear. Yeah, the mean look on the dog, all that. Okay. Out of three, you're going to give me the shoulder shake? Oh, man, come on. That's that to me. That's what surprised me in this game. When I asked the question, that was my answer. And everybody's like, oh, "Nothing surprised me, man. I knew they were going to win by 30. Sure, you did. Okay. I'll take a quick time. I will come back. Take more of your calls. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. I'm Spark. He's Mary Mitch. Bucks win one twenty three to one hundred two. Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coach's on Lake Danoon. All right, 123-102. Bucks over the Boston Celtics. I up the enemy. We said it before the break. Jason Tatum continues to suck. Uh, and he did again tonight. Five points, five boards, two of ten shooting. That's one of their guys. And played a pretty good role in the Indiana series and has just gone cold uh, and has not been a factor for the Celtics at all to this point. Speaking of something else that may have surprised you, Kyrie Irving, just nine points, four of 18. One of five from three, five boards, four assists, a steal, and a block. Kyrie went cold and down went the Boston Celtics. Only three players in double figures. Al Horford, who I'm pretty much sick and tired of seeing play. Uh, 15 points, 8 boards, 3 assists, but he had 5 turnovers in this game. Yeah, he wasn't quite as good tonight, obviously, but there are two and only two outcomes when Al Horford shoots the ball. It goes in, or it's a putback for Jalen Brown. That's pretty much it. Tends to be right. I mean, like, good things happen when that dude gets the ball. It's it's amazing. I agree. All right, back to the phones. We go 414-799-1250. Steve Sparky, 5 from Mayor Mitch. Where are we going? Steve, leaving the game. What's What's up, Steve? Steve? Hey, guys. Woo, how you doing? There you go. Good. There's our celebration. Hey, uh, I was most pleased tonight with, I know we talked about it on the shows this afternoon, the adjustments that Bud made. And, Spark, you just touched on it, how Tatum didn't have a good game again, and Kyrie was pretty much a non-factor. Um, and for him, he's always taken those contested shots. In that first game, he made them. And, and tonight, we had two or three hands in his face, and he wasn't making them. Um, so that was real nice to see. It was also nice to see we were playing our game. We were playing at our pace. We weren't playing this. Half court slow down where they put three guys across the free throw line and try to shut Giannis down. He was he kept forcing. It was just nice to see our game being played instead of this slow down half court thing where you know we don't get as many possessions. Yeah, you're right about that. And, and see, that's the other thing. Thanks for the call. We start talking about this game tonight. Do the Bucks make 23 pointers in another game in this series? Probably not. No. I mean. You could sit here and look at this and say, okay, can they hit 23 pointers in another game in this series? And how critical was that to them pulling away there in the third quarter? It's going to be there. Was the fact, oh, for sure, was the fact that they were unconscious from three point range. Um, So that's part of it. They shot the three well. And at the end of the first half, I was sitting there texting uh, with Ian, who listens to the show and calls in from time to time. And I, I, I was telling him, I was like, look, they got to make threes, man. I mean, that's just it. At the end of the day, if they don't make threes, they're going to be in trouble. And they made their threes. They were unconscious uh, there really in the first half and in the third quarter. That was the key because they weren't making anything else but threes in the first half. That was a big problem. And again, Chris Middleton. 
29 and 10 for Giannis, but Chris Middleton, 28 and 7, 7 of 10 from three, and Bledsoe. He came to play as well after a slow start. 21 points for Bledsoe. Five assists, three rebounds. And there is the franchise, Tim Allen, celebrating Jesus Aguilar's three-run shot in the Brewers game and a Bucks victory. And Brewers won and Bucks won tonight, so that's always good. Uh, okay, Mary Mitch, where to? Lucas, leaving the game. Lucas, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. What's up? I think the Bucks can get more three-pointers than in the series. You think they can hit some more three-pointers? Yes, I think they can. For the first game, the Bucks were shooting like 30 or more percent. And this game, I think the Celtics were um, shooting the same. The Bucks were shooting the same as the Celtics in the first game. Correct. Yep. Roll, it was a, a role reversal to a certain degree. The Celtics didn't hit 23 pointers in that game, however. Uh, but the, the differences in this game is the Bucks out rebounded Boston. They didn't do that in the first game. Uh, the Celtics got to the free throw line more this game, but so did the Bucks, and, and the Bucks got red hot from three, and, and that really was the difference. Yeah. Did you I have fun at the? Did you have fun at the game, Lucas? Yeah. That's good. Good stuff. Are you going to Game Five if they come back, or when they come back? Yep, I'm. Yep, I'm going to Game Five. Awesome. Hey, Lucas, have a good night, buddy. Have fun in school tomorrow. You too. All right. Take Bye. care. All right. Where are we going to next, Mayor Mitch? Let's go to. Alex in West Dallas. Alex, you're up next on the fan. What's up, man? Hey, I am so proud of my Bucks tonight. Um, I'm a longtime listener of the show, and I was a little nervous, you know, listening to all the commentary. I listened to the midday show, big unit, but this is what I expected us to come out and do. And we honestly beat them by more points, I thought maybe seven or eight. And we cleaned their clocks. Yeah, I don't think anybody so, saw the Bucks winning by 30 tonight. Even the most optimistic Bucks fan I don't think called this one. I, I don't think so either. But we did it. And, you know, to Lucas's point, I think we can expose a little bit more on this team. But our defense... I mean, what was it going into the half? We were not, we were not beating them by this much. So we were definitely a second half team. This team, and that's who we are. And so, you know, we play who we are, and let's see how this series goes. Bucks and six. All right, man. Sounds good. <laughs> let's do it. Thanks for the call. Yep. See you later. Okay. Uh, Bucks were up fifty nine fifty five at half. Bucks at half were hitting 11 of 26 from three. Right. Right? So they took 21 more threes, and so they were 9 of 21 from three uh, there in the second half of the game. Bucks were shooting 43.2%, finished at 43.8. So that relatively stayed the same uh, on the night there. I, rebounds, they had 25 rebounds uh, in the first half. They ended up with 54. Uh, so they rebounded a little bit higher level there uh, in the second half as well. But, again, Celtics were throwing up bricks for a majority of the second half. Mayor Mitch, where to? Let's go to Vincent and Anaheim calling oh, in tonight. No. What do you got guy. tonight? What's up, Raptors hey, guy? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, man, hey, I'm on your side today, man. I, when I called Chuck and Winkler on Monday, it seemed like uh, Chuck and Winkler, like, it's over already. You know what I mean? And I told them, hey, man, you got to keep your head up. As game one, that's what happened. You, get, you got destroyed. I understand I was embarrassed. But this time, you came back with a vengeance, baby. The Bucks just beat up on the Celtics. Hey, 
I don't care how you went. I don't care. Oh, uh, Kyrie Irving was bad, or whoever else was bad. I don't give a crap. I don't care. You know, you got to win these games, and you did it in a dominating fashion. Of course, you live by the three, and you die by the three, and the three was dropping for y'all. So that's how you get it done. And I believe in you guys, man. Like I said, I think optimistically, in five, if not, it's going to go to seven, man. But keep up the good work, and uh, hopefully, my Raptors. <clears throat> We didn't get it done yesterday, but hey, you know, that's what happens. You know, good teams lose sometimes, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. Bucks lost the first game of this series, so I get down with that. Hey, man, well, good luck in the rest of the series. Uh, I hate Philly, so I'd like to see y'all win that one. That's fine with me. All right, for sure, man, but hey, keep y'all heads up, man. There you go. This All right. Take care, Raptors uh, and Sixers tied at one. Bucks and Celtics tied at one. Hopefully the Rockets take care of the Warriors, and that series will be tied at one. That'd make me happy. Uh, Mayor Mitch, where to? Uh, let's go to Mike on the south side. You're up next on the fan. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. Second call today. Uh, you go, Lucas. Whatever you're going to do, do it. Uh, great basketball game. No cheap fouls. No complaining to the refs. Even Brooke Lopez, you know, you call him a foul. He's a choir boy tonight. I'm going to tune in to Golden State. And Houston and watch those crybabies, you know, complain to the refs. And But this was a great basketball game, and I'll hang up and listen. Well, that got awful ref Scott Foster's in that game, so good luck watching they that. They were hurting I for a while tonight. I cannot stand that, that dude. I really don't like Scott Foster. They had, a, they had a rough stretch there in the second quarter, I think it was, where there were a couple consecutive where it's just like, A, how was that a foul on the Bucks, Or, you know, the Celtics straight up lost the ball. There was a lot of pushing off going off on both teams that sure. wasn't being called. Both teams. There was pushing in the back going on that wasn't getting called. But as we've talked about, the physicality is going to be there game to game. It may change a little bit as far as what will be called and what won't be called from the referees because the crews are going to change. But for the most part, they're going to let you play physical. That's just kind of be what it is. And people were still getting mad. Giannis wasn't getting every call. He's not going to get every call, man. If you called it every time he got touched – you'd get like 50 free throw attempts a game. And they're not going to blow the whistle every time he gets touched. It's just not going to happen. Look, he had 18 free throw attempts in a game. That's a lot of free throw yes. attempts for an NBA player in a basketball game. That's a lot. So just take all of this into account. All right, defensive uh, play of the game, Mayor Mitch. Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. All right, so 123-102, Bucks over the Celtics. Mayor Mitch, what did you have courtesy of TNT? Well, the Bucks played a lot of great defense in the third quarter, 28-2 run at some point there throughout the second half. That was just complete shutdown. Giannis rejects Kyrie Irving here early in the fourth quarter when they already had him defeated. Just 4 of 18 tonight for Kyrie Irving. Yeah. I uh, got a tweet here from Max Kellerman, who is making lots of fans in the city of Milwaukee. Yes, he is. Brogdon comes back and gets to 100%. Milwaukee Bucks can win the whole thing. Hashtag NBA playoffs 2019. So there you go. That was at, uh, what, 9 o'clock, I believe. Uh, tonight is when he tweeted that out. So 
There you go. Giving Kellerman a, a shout-out here because all those Nash guys get ripped to smithereens seemingly every day by people in this town. So give him some love uh, since it's due. All right, Mayor Mitch, where to? Let's go to Jay in Waukesha. You're up next on the fan. What's up, Jay? Hey, guys. Sparky talked to you yesterday, and, and there are three points where Bledsoe had to be more aggressive. Yep. We had, we had to knock down shots, yep. and we had to get out in transition, and we really did all three of those things. Um, this is a team that doesn't lose back-to-back games. We haven't lost the entire season back-to-back more than once or twice. And I think offensively, a couple of adjustments that I saw that I really liked is that points we did not have Giannis bring up the ball. We posted him on the elbow and worked our offense from there. The second thing that happened is instead of the wings standing around when Giannis was the point guard, they were making some nice backdoor cuts behind that fence that Boston tries to build. And so we were getting some backdoor looks that we'd either get us layups or kickouts to the opposite corner. And I think both those things were successful. I think it's going to be stressful. I think uh, we're going to split in Boston. And, and I think we're going to win the two games at home. I say we win in seven, but it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a really difficult series. Well, it'd be interesting if we get a close game in this series because so far, two games in, two blowouts uh, at the outset of this series, both uh, entertaining depending on which fan you are. Boston fan loved for game one, hated game two. Bucks fans hated game one, loved game two. So we'll see if we get a close game in game three on Friday night. Thanks for the call. Uh, appreciate it. And like he said, they hit all three points. We talked about it on the post game show after game one, right? Game will get out and transition a little bit more, get Giannis a little bit open. They didn't do nearly as good a job as they did in game one, getting back in transition. Uh, and again, Bledsoe and Middleton just got super aggressive. Middleton was fairly aggressive in the last game, but he started hitting his threes. And once Middleton gets into a zone, he's tough. He's real tough. And he was real tough tonight for the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, Mary Mitch. One more call here. Sure. Let's go to. Mitch in Chicago. I like that name. What's going on, Mitch? <laughs> oh, you got it. Been a long time, Sparky, but I've been around the whole time. Yeah, sure uh, you have. Matter of fact, I was saying we need to demoralize them just like they did us in game one. We need to send them back to, back on that plane with a number nine behind whooping. And that's what we gave them. Yeah. It was all about, it was all about the true all-stars playing like all-stars. Middleton and Giannis. Step up. Well, that's ex- that's exactly right, and they both stepped up, and it wasn't just Giannis by himself. He got some help from his other two stars, and again, you can argue that Bledsoe could have had a chance to be an all-star, and maybe he will be an all-star at some point, especially if Milton goes somewhere else and Bledsoe ends up being number two to Giannis uh, next season. Thanks for the call, and that's really what you have to have. Everybody's got to play at a high level uh, to beat really good teams in the playoffs, whether that be Boston, Toronto, Philly. It's awfully difficult to win with one or two guys uh, in a playoff series. Just is. You need everybody, especially the way this is set up for the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, and it, it turned out that way. Look, Conton didn't shoot the ball well at all in the last game, but he didn't shoot the ball well in this game, but he had 11 rebounds. So he did something productive off the bench to help the cause. And that's that's really what you want at the end of the day. All right, let's do the injury report here because there's not really much to say about the injury report. So uh, let's do that real quick. Who's banged up on the Bucks? Once I felt I could put weight on it, I was like, I had to get back out there. This is the McCormick Law Office Milwaukee Injury Report. McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. All right, all right. Bucks get the win. 123-102. Mayor Mitch will have the details on the sports flash momentarily. Injury report, just waiting on Malcolm Brogdon now. 
That's it. Sterling Brown had his uh, back spasms last game, went out, played today off the bench behind uh, Miritich, who got the start. Still waiting to find out if Brighton's going to play game three Friday night. Still haven't heard from the Milwaukee Bucks. Cross your fingers, hope he plays, because if he plays and he's right, they're going to be tough to beat in Boston. I'll tell you that much. He's Mayor Mitch, Steve Sparky, Fiverr time for a sports flash right now. Into the Bucks locker room to hear what the players saw on the court. Sponsored by Precision Sports, specializing in the delivery, installation, removal, and repair of basketball hoops, exercise equipment, game tables, and backyard playgrounds. Go to PrecisionSportsOnline.com. So, if you're listening to the big show today, you heard Adrian Amos, the new safety for the Green Bay Packers, was making his way down to the Bucks game. And apparently he must not be a huge Giannis fan as much as all the Bucks fans are. So he pretty much said, your, your guy better do something tonight, otherwise I'm collecting my receipts after this game, LOL. And then a little while later, his car broke down, he had a flat tire. Oops. Uh, so he got to the game, though. He said he was still going to make it. With all due respect, he seems like a pretty cool dude on Twitter. But either way. So Evan, who used to work here, or used to intern here uh, at the fan, asked him, so... At Smash Amos 31, your Giannis thoughts. He responded, top five, not number one, though. Then another dude, Patton, tweets at him, yo, Smash, you have to go to all the Bucks remaining home games for the rest of the season. You gave them good luck, LOL. He said, they was balling today. Middleton was lights out. And that is absolutely correct. Yes, yes was. he was. Bucks win 123-102. Miritich got the spot start uh, today. A couple quick fouls there to begin the game. Uh, and he ends up with nine points and nine boards, couple assists, three steals, and a block. And this is what he said afterwards. Miko, Coach Bud, and your teammates said that you didn't need to make a lot of adjustments or a lot of changes. You just needed to be better. But Coach Bud put you in the starting lineup. Why do you think that he made that change? Well, uh, probably to space a little bit better the floor, or you know, show the length. And uh, I was just happy, you know, that could be a little bit more able to help my teammates. I just wanted to play hard tonight, play simple, and help my teammates. That's what I did. I went to the foul trouble in the beginning of the game. Back-to-back two calls. I don't want to talk about it, but I just continue playing the same way, play hard. They didn't call at the end, but you know, just just proud of my team, the way we react after the first game. That's it? <laughs> All right. Thank you. Go back. You guys are used to playing, though. I mean, compared to game one, the way you guys played tonight. Yeah, we just showed our character of the team. After a tough uh, loss, uh, first game, we bounced back. We watched the film, we improved the areas where we knew that we can do better. And we, we need to keep doing the same thing, keep building. Uh, we know that uh, we need to get better. And to beat them there, we need to play even better than today. So get some rest, watch some clips, you know, and get ready for Boston. Giannis tracks it down and jams. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game. Brought to you by Brian Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. All right, all right. Bucks get the win. 123-102. X Factor of the Game. It's Middleton and Bledsoe. I. I'm not going away from what I've been stating since the last game, what had to change, isn't it? 
Bledsoe played well. Middleton, 7 of 10 from 3. 10 of 18, 7 boards, 28 points, making a whole bunch of moolah for himself in free agency is what Chris Middleton is doing right now in the playoffs. Another good game. They needed him because Giannis looked like Giannis in game one, I thought, for the most part in the first half. Still not finishing uh, all that well. Getting in the free throw line was being maybe more aggressive than he was in the first game in the first half. Uh, and then everything just blew up there in the third quarter. They couldn't miss shots. Giannis started to find his rhythm. Uh, and then the shoulder shake after the second three was just funny. I don't. I mean, I don't know what I think if I'm a Celtics fan. Like, dude, seriously, are you really doing that? But as a Bucks fan, it was it was funny to me. Okay, Mary Mitch, where to? We got a bunch of calls coming in here. Let's go to, let's go, Jonathan and Waukesha. You're up next on the fan. What's up, Jonathan? Hey guys, uh, just wondering. First of all, if you can do me a favor, call my job. Let them know I'm not coming in tomorrow. I am hyped up. Um, man, You'd probably do that. That that. Uh, that energy in the arena today was electric. Um, I don't know how it sounded on TV, but... It sounded awesome. Was, I, I talked about the, the energy in the arena earlier in the show. Yep. That, that was the loudest I've ever heard that place. I'm in the clutch crew, barely missed a game this year, and that place was on fire today. And you can't tell me that those young guys don't feed off of that. I think they absolutely... I think any team feeds all of it. I don't care if you're young or if you're a vet. I think... LeBron James feeds off of a of a good crowd. I think Steph Curry feeds off of a good crowd. I, to that point, thanks for the call. I don't I don't think it really matters young or old. Look, I mean, if you've got blood throwing, flowing through your veins, I don't know how you don't get excited when you have a crowd full of people cheering for you. Whether you're an athlete or you're an entertainer, right? I mean, if you're a, a music entertainer or a comedian and you come out and there's thirty or 40,000 people cheering for you, you're, you're just going to get going. You're going to get hyped, right? You're going to want to really perform and do well. If you don't, then you are you shouldn't be doing what you do for a living. And same thing goes with sports people. I don't think it's any different. All right, where to, Mary? Let's go to Chris on the north side. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. How are you tonight? Good. Man, I'm so excited, so pumped, man. I just love my books. Sparky, man, you're right on the head, man. But you know one thing um, Boone Hoser said? It made a lot of sense. He said, we just need to play harder. And that's what they did, man. They played harder. Um, you know our team is going to make a run. They make a run on every single team they played this year. I don't know if it's 15 to 0. I think that's what it was in the first game. But what the problem was, we were down when they made the run. When we made the run today, we were like even. Yep. We're going to take off on teams. And no matter what, every game I've watched this year, they've made a run on a team. And if we're close when we make that run, it's over. They put teams out of their misery when they make their runs, especially if they're close. You guys enjoy your night. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate Sounds it. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Some of the people that were in the stands tonight, the Bucks tweeted out Ron Dane was in the building, a uh, former Badger legend, uh, at the game. Marquette colors. wonder if they meant anything by that because the Hauser brothers are leaving. I thought that was funny. I laughed. I like Bruce Pearl. I know a lot of you people can't stand him, but I've always been a Bruce Pearl fan. He and I have always gotten along, so I, I got I got nothing but love for Bruce Pearl. All right, Mayor Mitch, where to? Let's go out to Anthony and Muskego. You're up next on the fan. What's up, Anthony? Not a lot, guys. Sparky, first time in a long time, but man, I'm pumped. This, uh, the Bucks did exactly what I hoped they would do tonight, and that's you know set the tone for the rest of the series. They got punked game one, um, and tonight they were the team that they showed they could be most of the season. I think, um, you know, all the pressures on Boston going back to game three, you know, if the Bucks 
Boston. All of a sudden, they take home court back, and you know the series is wide open. This, you know, there's a lot of people who wanted to jump ship and who were getting crazy after one loss, and it was a bad loss performance by people for a lot of reasons. But you know, you had to think they did it all season long. Every time they lost, they came back strong, and they did it again tonight. And uh, you know, I'm optimistic, man. It's uh it's going to be a tough series. I think it's uh, it's going to go the distance, but Bucks and seven, baby. Bucks and seven, all right. That's different than the normal Bucks and six that we hear seemingly every night. Gotta love Giannis. Was asked about the Avengers Endgame movie, apparently. Nothing else to talk about. Uh, and uh, he said, right? according to Keith Smith on Twitter, it was great. It was a nice movie. I was waiting for it. It was everything I expected, even being three hours long. I had to use the restroom, but I never left. Nice. So there you go. There's this. What are they going to do next? Ask him about Game of Thrones or something? Oh, I can't. Believe, I mean, I can't believe he watches that. I no. He's I, way too wholesome to watch that. I don't watch that. No. Uh, okay, moving on. Mary Mitch. One more. One more. Javier on the south side. You're up next. What's up, Javier? Hey, um, I was going to say, did you guys not see the tweet about Giannis asking where he could see Game of Thrones? Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, and then HBO was like, bro. But anyways. Um, I wanted to say, this game two was something that we were accustomed to seeing the Bucks do all season long. And I think Middleton uh, said that they all played lazy so uh, uh, for the first game. So I'm wondering if the first game was just a hangover of the wait that they had to wait between the Detroit game and the Celtics. And I want to put you guys on the spot and ask you guys if you guys think game three is going to be a repeat of game two. And if it's going to be on the players more, or if it's going to be more on the battle of the coaches to see what, uh, who puts up the scheme to, to win the game. Good question. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Look, we've been talking about adjustments. Boone Holder has been hammered on nationally uh, and locally, probably by me and others who don't really know other than what we've been reading, that he didn't make adjustments in the Atlanta playoff series, and it cost him. And he wanted to do what they did in the regular season. They didn't want to make a lot of adjustments. So coming into this game, that was one of the things I was rolling with. Because, again, all these people that watched him in Atlanta, we didn't, not that much, saying, this is a problem. And then he says, we're not going to make any adjustments. Okay. Hopefully this is a smokescreen. Well, then they start Miritich. Now, that could be by happenstance because Sterling Brown had back spasms and they didn't want to play him a ton of minutes. Or it could be, well, we're going to use that as a reason why we're going to start him and we'll see how it goes and then we'll decide what we're going to do going forward. I like that move, big fan of that move. We'll see if they continue with that in Game 3. But we had talked about this game, for me, I didn't care if the Bucks were up by 10 at halftime. I wanted to see how the second half was going to go. Because if you got ran in the second half again in Game 2 like you did in Game 1 by 20, there were going to be big problems. They were the ones doing the running on them this time. And part of the reason was they couldn't miss a shot. I mean, they were just unconscious there in the third quarter uh, and took it to them. And when you're unconscious shooting the ball the way they were, it's going to be hard for any basketball team to stay with this Milwaukee Bucks basketball team when you're that good from outside. And they were indeed that good from outside. All right, time for Drive of the Game. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Let's get tonight's Wrench and Go Drive of the Game. Need auto parts? Wrench and Go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest-priced auto parts around. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan. All right, so drive of the game and a 123-102 victory for the Milwaukee Bucks. 
What say you, Mayor Mitch? Highlight courtesy of ABC. Let's go. How about this one in the fourth quarter? Nikola Miritich misses a three. Guess who? Project Pat, Planet Pat, getting the rebound, getting it back out to him. Yeah. And he would hit hit the three. He deserves some love. Yeah, for sure. Miritich for three. Connaughton with the rebound. Hustle rebound again. Miritich for three. Beautiful. There you go. 123-102. Bucks over the Celtics. Coming up next, Matt Velasquez will join us. Plus, we'll hear from Coach Boonholzer. Bucks with a win. 123-102. to This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the Law Offices of Thomas Marola. This is Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Now, I'm a little bit confused here. So I'm seeing a tweet, and I don't know who this person is, but saying that, uh, called it earlier, Celtics now 1-9 and in their last 10 playoff games with him as the ref. Now, I don't know if he's talking about Mark Davis or Tony Brothers, which one. Uh, but apparently one of these guys, uh, according to these Celtics people, uh, isn't a fan of the Boston Celtics. I-, I don't know which one, though, so who knows. We'll have to keep an eye on that, I guess, going forward. Uh, Matt Velasquez joins us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Matt, this is night and day different from game one. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it was pretty close uh, in terms of the score at halftime, and then it was the Bucks that, that really you know landed the haymaker there in the third quarter, shutting things down for the last seven, seven minutes, basically, on defense. 24-2 run, uh, everything working on offense. They really picked apart the Celtics in transition. Uh, they were loading up on Giannis. He was passing the ball around. He was finding guys. Uh, guys, particularly Chris Middleton, he, he was making shots all night long. Um, just a really, you know, dominant performance by the Bucks to answer the Celtics' dominant performance on Sunday. And they really, uh, in the first half, Bucks couldn't hit anything other than threes. It seemed Giannis was struggling on offense again there in the first half with what I think it was thirteen points in the first half, but making his free throws, uh, which was good. But really, it was Chris Milton, like you said, uh, and then Eric Bledsoe, after a slow start, he got going too. They were really the, the big factors on why this team won. Yeah, I mean, they, they needed those guys you know, a whole lot in the second quarter. Uh, Giannis you know, didn't make a shot in the first quarter, as you mentioned. You know, and, and Chris, I think he had 11 of his 28 in the second quarter alone, uh, hitting a bunch of you know, really just clutch uh, pulled threes. Bledsoe, I think he had nine. In, in the second quarter, if I recall correctly, um, you know, but he got going um, and was able to really pick his spots, be more aggressive, um, make a couple of threes. You know, and they were really just throwing threes all night long and not, not throwing them up in a you know, kind of a way where they, they weren't good looks. They were very good looks. They were getting op- guys open, uh, getting them in rhythm, and, and they, they were letting it fly. They were kind of being true to who they've been all season. And when you make 23s, it's going to be tough to beat this team. Well, and that's just it. And I, I don't know how many more times you're going to make 23s in this playoff series necessarily. I mean, after two games, we still haven't had a close one. So who knows what game three holds in Boston? Oh, yeah. Who, who knows indeed? And uh, you know, maybe Malcolm Brogdon will be back for that one. He's been looking good. He's been progressing you know, throughout uh, this week or you know, for the past few weeks with his plantar fascia injury. And you know, he, he's getting closer. You know, he was ruled out of games one and two, but now we're, we're back on the, you know, on the clock in terms of trying to figure out if he'll play in game three. Uh, based on just a few things that I've seen, he looks like he's he's almost game ready. Obviously, practice is very different than than games, but things seem, seem to be trending in the right direction with three games days until game three. That would be a huge, huge X factor for this team if he comes back, especially with Marcus Smart being out for Boston. Matt, thanks so much for coming on, man. We'll talk to you after Boston on Friday. 
All right, sounds good. There is Matt Velasquez on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local, common-sense lending to your community since 1935. All right, let's sneak uh, one more call in here. Where to, Mitch? Bruce Southside, you're up next on the fan. What's up, Bruce? Hey, how you doing? I haven't called in for a little while. Because you uh, don't love me, Bruce. That's why. It's okay, though. I know you love Tim and not me. I'm, I'm fine with it. Whatever. Well, you know, I got one key for you for the Bucks to the Steelers deal for the for, for the Eastern uh, Conference Finals over here. They need to bring back Brogdon in order to get to where they need to go. They need that man. They need that fifty percent field goal shooter, ninety percent free throw shooter. They need to. They need him if they need to. If they want to get farther to the championship. Yeah, got to make free throws. There ain't no question about that, Bruce. I'm with you. Thanks for the call. Hey, uh, Keith Smith, who was on earlier today on Chuck and Winkler, who I'm becoming a bigger and bigger fan of here as I follow him on Twitter throughout the night, tweets out, I know a lot of my followers, because he writes a Celtics blog, yep. I know a lot of my followers are Boston fans. It's okay to dislike Giannis for three to five more games. I get it. It's sports. It's how it works. After that, if you don't love Giannis as a player and person, we can't be friends. On Twitter or in real life, he's awesome. After what? After this series is done, oh, if you still don't like him, then he he's not interested in hanging out with you. We're done. Yeah, Giannis I, is awesome as a, in real life, and I'm done with you. So that's, that's good stuff. He's completely accurate. Yep. Um, I mean, I would say there's no, there's he's got to be the most likable, possibly pro athlete. Yep, I agree. All right, let's hear from Coach Boonholzer. Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit SchneiderJobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan. Did you see uh, the Kobe Bryant, the detailed thing he did on Giannis? I did not, but I saw it was happening, so uh, uh, I'll have to go back and watch that. Essentially, pretty much saying he's got to take his game to where Tracy McGrady had his. He's got to develop his offensive game a little bit more to the way McGrady developed his as far as shooting the basketball, getting that turnaround, wow. and figuring I mean, that if stuff If he around. was ever that good of a shooter. Remember, it's... Tracy McGrady was horrible when he came into the NBA as a shooter. He was brutal, similar to Giannis. He was very I mean, bad. Are... And Tracy McGrady, over the course of his career, developed into what he was. I'd never thought of McGrady and Giannis in the same breath. Like I never that Those two never really clicked in my head. Um, McGrady's more smooth than him, probably. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I never thought about it from that step. And I mean, Kobe also talked about the fact that Giannis worked all summer on this turnaround fadeaway, and he said, and he's not using it. That like trust the work you put in all summer and use that shot. You have it. You worked on it. Now use it. Well, he's he's got to find as many moves as he can in this series right. because no <laughs> I agree. All right, let's hear from Coach Bootenholzer after this Bucks game two win. Ooh, we get to stair climbing the whole deal. Yeah. Good ambiance. Uh, you know, obviously, I think that's more what we're uh, accustomed to seeing. I liked our spirit, uh, our activity, our competitiveness, um, all up and down the roster. Obviously, um, you know, Giannis and Chris and Bled really set a tone. And, uh, you know, we just need to kind of capture that, see what we can up there. But just what do you think about your defense in terms of that third quarter? What do you think you guys were able to do to kind of turn the tide on that end? 
Um, you know, to be honest with you, I thought we were competing and playing well defensively uh, for the whole game. And the third quarter, maybe it's just a little bit of, um, you know, I don't know if you say wearing them down or whatever it is, but we just stuck to what we were doing. Um, our guys were able to create some turnovers, create some misses, you know, take care of the boards, get out and run. Uh, but I thought the defense really for, uh, you know, from, from the beginning was, was quality. Uh, Bledsoe was kind of bottled up in game one and got loose tonight. What, what was the difference that you saw out of him? I just, you know, his aggressiveness, uh, you know, was really good. I thought, you know, obviously he sets the tone for us defensively. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great matchup um, at the point guard spot. And, you know, again, I think just like for our whole team, when we get stops, then he can get out and play in transition. He can play with a little bit more space. Um, and, you know, we were able to get a few more stops tonight. And I think that turned Bled loose and, you know, a couple other situations where he was good in attack mode. What about the next game? What do you expect from this team now? Time for some forward thinking. Sponsored by Forward Financial Partners. Moving forward together. Find your way at ffpwi.com. I'm not really sure because really haven't been watching it all that much as we've been doing the show. We're in our ABC Audio video flat screen. Um, apparently Harden must have got hit in the eyes or something because apparently he was bleeding from the eyes, um, according to D'Antoni. Uh, so now people on Twitter are saying, uh, James, a worldwide wob. Yeah. If you follow him on Twitter. If Harden goes off and hits the game winner, this got to be known as the bloodshot game forever because both of his eyes are bloodshot red right now. Both of them. Well, the and he's Bay- still out there playing. Curry went out with a hand injury earlier. He's you know what the Bay Area is known for? And he came back in. What? Oh, shut up. Uh, okay, uh, forward thinking. Game three. Bucks over the Celtics, 123-102. to Game three Friday night. I have absolutely zero idea what game three looks like. I couldn't even begin to tell you. I have no idea. Yeah, because I mean, you've, you've got two both, blowouts. Both of these games have been complete opposites. Uh, and... Again, if you tell me Bucks hit 23-pointers in Game 3, well, they're going to win again by 20. That's just going to happen. If you tell me Jason Tatum's going to suck again for three games in a row and Kyrie's going to have nine again, okay, Bucks are going to win by 20, right? If all these players, odds are Kyrie Irving gets more than nine in the next game. Odds are Jason Tatum breaks out whatever funk he's been in for the last two games, and odds are they probably don't hit 23s to Bucks, which means it should be, I think, a close basketball game and could come down to the end. See, the, the thing about tonight is, you know, at home, your guys tend to shoot better, but I guess you really didn't get any outrageous contributions from a guy like Connaughton or, nope. I mean, it was Middleton and Giannis pretty much tonight. And Bledsoe. And your, Bledsoe. Th- your big three you, did what they were supposed to do. You got the Bruce City keg. And yeah, that had to be, that had to be done. What did you call it? Isn't that what, what Ted calls him on the, the on the Bruce flagship? City keg? The Bruce, yeah, the Bruce City keg. I like it. I don't think I've heard him. I listen, I've listened to him all year coming in. I, I don't think I've heard that. He doesn't do it as much as he did when, when they first got Bledsoe. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right. All right, so that'll do it. Uh, Bucks over the Celtics tonight, 123-102. Chuck and Winkler tomorrow morning. Bart Winkler right now asking on Twitter if you think you can do a better job than him. Just a nightly meltdown from Bart. It's it's okay. It seems that way. We're, we're, we're used to it. I, I Boy, he's been all – he has been as active on Twitter since we've been on the air. He's had like five poll questions up, I think, in the last hour. He's just been all over the place. So, yeah, so if you want to participate in Bart's poll on his Twitter account, at Winks Thinks, 
Uh, tell me if you think you can do a better job than him tomorrow morning on uh, Chuck and Winkler. Uh, they'll be talking about the Bucks and about the stadium uh, and the crowd because Bart's pissed off that people left early at this game, so he'll be blasting fans for leaving early. Uh, Bill Michaels tomorrow, 10-2. to 2. I believe he called uh, Bucks winning by Niners more. Uh, so he was right there. And then we'll be back tomorrow so everybody can yell at Gary. So that'll be fun. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Toodles! Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.